Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to today's Apple presentation. I am David Dunphy, your host. We have Matt Volbrecht and Cliff here, who are going to teach us today about uh, the connected life, I believe it's called. Um, we will take questions, and Matt will let us know when it's okay to ask questions. When that happens, you can hit the raise your hand, uh, raise your hand, because it's webinar. It should be right on your main home screen. Um, of course, it is Alt Y on the PC, um, and uh, I think it's Command Y on the Mac. I'm not a Mac user, but I believe that's right. And we'll let you know when it's okay to ask questions. And when that happens, I will tell you to unmute yourself. And then you'll be able to speak and engage with Matt and Cliff, our teachers here. And then we will go through the list of people with raised hands and do it that way. So without any delays, I bring you Matt and Cliff with today's Apple presentation. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Thank you so much. Good afternoon. I always enjoy this, uh, this time together. Thanks so much for being here. And I especially am excited about this particular presentation. This is one of my favorite ones to do because it really does give us kind of an overview of the kinds of things you can do with your Apple products, your hardware, software, and services, and even some third-party accessories to go along with it. Um, as you've seen, the, uh, maybe the, the title of this today is A Day in the Connected Digital Life. Now, we define the connected digital life as an experience in which Everything that matters to you, all of your uh, important data that matters to you anyhow, your documents, your videos, uh, movies and TV shows, photos, music, um, you know, all of these things and a whole lot more, your contacts, your calendar events, whatever they may be, are available on all of your devices, no matter where you may go. And furthermore, that your home anticipates your needs and is ready for you when you get there. Well, there's a lot of this that relates to Apple's iCloud service, as well as some other apps and some other services. And then in addition to that, full disclosure uh, up front, there are some third-party accessories that go into this as well. So if you wanted to have this experience, you would need to have some additional products. Um, they're they're uh, surprisingly reasonable in price and uh, fairly simple to set up and implement, uh, but we are going to talk about them, and I may not have time to mention every one of them by name, but when we take questions, we certainly will um, address them if, if we have any questions. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just tell you about a sort of typical day in our family, in our household, and I, I want you to understand that everything that I'm going to share with you is actually what we do. This is actually our life, okay? This is not theoretical. This is not proof of concept. This is how we live. Trainer Cliff, who's with us also, has a very similar setup. So he will undoubtedly add to what I'm saying and, and share maybe some things that he does in the way that he does them as well. Um, and so I think, um, you know, let, let's just get started, okay, with a typical day. Now, to explain to you, uh, first of all, this year, our kids are not attending school in person. They are, they're doing full online school. and my wife is actually attending, is going to a building because she's a teacher. And so they do, uh, you know, they're there in person. So her schedule is very defined. With the kids, we don't necessarily get up at exactly the same time every day. And because I work from home, 
I have that opportunity, praise God. So I have some flexibility as well. So on weekdays, we may not get up at the exact same time every day, but no matter what day of the week it is, we always have an opportunity to have fresh brewed coffee right away and set that up from our iPhone, our iPad, or any other device. We load the coffee the night before. And when my wife wakes up, because usually she's the first one up on school days and a lot of other days, to be honest, um, she immediately can use Siri, ask Siri to make the coffee. She can go into her iPhone, into an app, and turn on the coffee maker. Or she even has a little button that she just has on her nightstand, and she can press that button. And from the bedroom, she can start the coffee. Now, this is um, a little more defined on Sundays, because on Sundays, we do go to church. That is something we do every Sunday. So we do have a defined, uh, you know, wake up time, get up time on that day. And so what we do then is we have an automation that automatically starts the coffee in the mornings on Sundays so that we can literally wake up to the smell of freshly brewed coffee. And that coffee maker stays on until just about when we're ready to leave for church. It turns off and everything's good to go. Now, here's the really cool part. What if we're away? What if we're on vacation on a particular Sunday? Well, if we are not home, that coffee maker never turns on. So using our location, knowing whether we're home or not, that determines whether or not to actually run that automation. Now, another thing that we can do, uh, and, and, and it's something very easy to do, because you know Sunday mornings, um, I mentioned to you, we're all getting up at the same time. Weekdays, a lot of the weekdays, uh, my wife leaves for work, and you know we still might uh, not be quite ready to get up, but we might wanna make sure, I'm actually gonna demonstrate this, my, we might wanna make sure that my wife didn't forget something very important. Three. So I might say something like this to Siri, is the front door locked? Your front door is locked. Is the garage door closed? Your main garage door is closed. Thank you very much. Sure thing. And so that's how easy it is to check on that whenever we want to just ask Siri. And I was using my iPad because I could get up close and personal there. I had it right beside the phone so you could hear it very well. But uh, we could also do that from our Apple TV. We have a HomePod, so we can literally just, well, we have more than one HomePod, uh, but we can literally just speak it out and, and, you know, from wherever we are in the room. And if we find that it's not locked or that the garage door is not closed, we can actually ask Siri to take care of that for us, and she'll do that no problem. So all we've talked about so far is, is getting up and drinking coffee. We haven't even gotten beyond that. And you can already see how integral this technology is. Now let's continue on to, um, you know, when we do actually get up and, and you know, maybe we want to have breakfast and get ready. Now, really the, the breakfast part in our household is not extremely automated. There are a lot of automated appliances that I'll make reference to. Um, the, the smart appliance that we do have is a microwave, um, which works with a different smart assistant whose name I won't say, but A-L-E-X-A. Um, and, and we can use uh, a microwave for that. But ordinarily, uh, you know, whatever we're doing um, with breakfast, there is still a technology component to this because a lot of times we like to watch a show in the morning on TV while we're, you know, getting ready for our day and having breakfast. And in uh, our household, that is a very... Uh, modern thing because we are cord cutters. Trainer Cliff is a cord cutter. He actually uh, started on that before I did and, and beat me to it by, by several years. Um, I'll mention that because he will if I don't. <laughs> uh, and so we, uh, we use the Apple TV, okay? And that is a streaming set-top box. We can access all of our movies and shows, um, thousands upon thousands of on-demand titles, cloud-based DVR, 
um, something like 85 or 90 live TV channels. I think Cliff has more like 140. Uh, and all of these features, and we can use them on our Apple TV, which is connected to our regular television, but we can also use them on our iPads, our iPhones, uh, our, our Mac, any device that we want, wherever we may go, we can use these. And, and this is, you know, also we're talking about streaming services, not just you know, before you go, content. before you get to, before you get too far off the other home automation, you know, um, a lot of people don't know that they're a thermostat. So I can say, Hey Siri, what's the temperature in my home? The temperature in your home is 74 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> oh, so I triggered yours too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, and yep. I can also say, Hey Siri, is my front door open? And she she can also tell you how long if you go into the home app, you can actually look and see how long the door has been open or closed. So and do you do you also have yours set to, to notify you when the door is open? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it, there's a, a push notification that goes off on my yep. my phone and my wife's phone. So yeah, yeah um, I love that feature. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm proud to say that it is 74 degrees in the house, but it's actually in November on the sixth. In Minnesota, where everybody knows this is the cold capital of the country, it is actually 75 degrees outside. So, yeah, that's <laughs> it, I, it's some kind of major uh, it, heat wave. We, we're about there, too. You might have us beat by a couple of degrees, but we're about 60 or 70 here, too. I'm not um, used to wearing short sleeves with no jacket in my yard during this time of the year. So, <laughs> this time, it, it is, it's really something because we were a lot colder last week, but yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, even yesterday. So um, all of these different types of things, and of course, we'll talk about more of them as we go through the day, but, you know, he just brought up two other excellent ones going back to the, the smart the door, you know, now that's actually a contact sensor. Uh, you know, we, we happen to have one that actually makes a chime also when it's open, but you can also set your, your home pods to chime if you really wanted to do that. Uh, but, you know, either way, you get a notification on your iPhone uh, or whichever devices you choose that tells you that contact sensor was open or closed or what have you. And so you can have all this kind of information right at your fingertips. Um, we've talked a little about, uh, you know, the, and I mean, again, we're not getting into details of how all of this works because we would take too long, but just, you know, we, we mentioned the TV part of the experience. We'll come back to that at later parts of the day. Um, another thing then that, that happens ultimately, you know, in the morning, we've gotten breakfast, we've gotten ready. At some point we actually need to get to work. Right. And so, you know, our I, kids, I, I, I know you're not going to forget about it, but I just love the, the way that you have this set up. Tell them about your holiday automation that you have set up with the lights. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that that's fine. I can. Yeah, that is a little ahead of where we were, but that's OK. Yeah, that is a, a really cool. So I have a um, a scene which is and I don't even I'm going to have to look now before we decorate again. I think it's just called Merry Christmas, I think is how I have it set up or Christmas time, one of the two. And so I can tell Siri it's Christmas time. And what she'll do is she will turn on our Christmas tree with all of its lights and all of its, you know, when that's set up, um, she will turn our living room lights to red or green. And she will also shuffle a Christmas music playlist on our home pods. And I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you can do with these. And that was all done through the Apple Home app. Um, back when it first, when they first came out with shortcuts in iOS 12, I had created something similar back then, but now you don't even need shortcuts to do it because they've really enhanced the home app to the point that it's able to do all How that. How is that going to work when you get your other new toys? Because I mean, I'm assuming that two 
two of them is going to be assigned to your kid's Apple ID. Where's the other two going to go? And will it play them on all the home pods or does it have to be in the family? Or I mean, go into a little detail about that. Yeah. So with, with family sharing, I'll set up all of the home pods, but the home pods, because our kids and my wife are all members of the same home, it will, the, you know, the home pods will recognize their voices and respond accordingly. And so when you have these, this voice recognition feature turned on, it knows who you are. It will accordingly read your messages, your calendar events, your music preferences, you know, whatever. And now even in um, the newest software just released yesterday, uh, you can say, what's my update? And it will be personalized to you, you know, where you have to go to work, what's on your calendar, um, your news, you know, it'll give you a little news brief. You know, since you weather. brought it up, let, let me try a feature here. Hey, Siri, Intercom, what time do you get off work, Sherry? And it just sent it to my other HomePod in the other room. And not only the HomePod, but also if it's set up this way, I don't know if he has it set up this way, but that could come to Sherry's AirPods, to her car with CarPlay, to her Apple Watch, all of her devices. Oh, yeah, we have, it, we have it set up on all everything. Even even the, um, my iPad Pro can uh, go into there yeah. and, and, and send all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a whole new world that a lot of people don't even know about. I mean, I didn't even jump into it until I moved and got my own home because, you know, when you rent, you don't want to put stuff on walls or mount things like that. Cause you don't want, you know, the people, but I, we bought this house back in March. So as soon as I bought this house, I started asking Matt about all the toys and gadgets and automations that he had. And I'm almost there where he's at. I'm missing a couple of things, but I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with the, you know, since he brought up the thermostat, uh, this time of year, uh, that is really, we're getting our money's worth every penny of it. Uh, not that we don't the other times, but you know, we kind of leave it alone and, you know, in the summer, we leave it on air conditioning about the same temperature. And in the winter, it's on, you know, heat about the same. This time of year where we live, you can have, and we actually did today, I think, uh, or we will, you can have 38 or 40 degrees at night and 70 or 75 degrees, you know, during the daytime. So we're switching that back and forth between heat and cool mode almost every day right now. Uh, and I predict we will be at least for the next week looking at the forecast here. Uh, so it's, you know, it's um, so convenient to be able to do that. Just say, hey, you know, uh, Siri, um, switch the thermostat and, you know, she'll do that. So it's really, really a um, just a fantastic experience. And we'll come back to, you know, we, we'll take some questions. We'll come back to home automation again, I think, throughout this presentation. Um, but moving on to something else that is, is you know, equally awesome. Uh, I mentioned to you that our kids are doing full online um, schooling this year. This has really altered the, uh, the, the way I've shared this presentation um, because it's even more robust, the capabilities. So what's so cool, and if you, if anybody listening, if you have, uh, you know, uh, family, um, if you've got kids yourself or grandkids, you really want to listen up to this because uh, Cliff and I both experienced this. Um, our school district uses Google Classroom. I think Cliff's uses something called Schoology, uh, and there are others. But what these are is they're learning management systems. So we use Google Classroom if you're taking any of our free courses. And so what I can do as a parent is I can actually log into to my son's or my daughter's um, classes. It's more, you know, my son is a little bit older. Uh, he's, he's 13. It's not as big of a thing. He's, you know, pretty independent. My daughter 
Uh, our district like actually uses both. Oh, they use, use both? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, they use schoolology for some of the robust assignments, and they use classroom for, like, attendance, turning an assignments oh, to Google okay. Docs and stuff okay. of that nature. So they actually use both. But That's an interesting approach. But, after it's all yeah. said and done, they do actually use iPads, but they still use the Google Classroom suite, so... Yeah, just like we do in our classes. And, and you know, Google Classroom is is by far the easiest one to to use. I mean, you kind of, as Cliff says, can kind of do that in your sleep. Schoology is, is, is really awesome what it enables you to do, but it's a bit more of a learning curve on that one. Um, but, you know, I can see what they're doing. And, and my daughter really likes me to do it because she's only eight. She likes me to, you know, be right with her when she's doing the work and, and make sure that, you know, she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. So I can, I can help her out. But I can also, and especially at the beginning of the school year, I was logging in on her iPad while she was using her Chromebook, they give them Chromebooks now. And, you know, I, I obviously prefer the iPad. And really, I think so does she, because a lot of times she'll choose to do her work on the iPad and it's signed into her same account. But we can both be in there together is my point. And I can actually see what the assignments are, see what's expected of her, see what she's completed already and what still needs to be done. So I can be facilitating that from home. And that's such an awesome experience. And it, it's for the first time, truly inclusive. You know, as parents, we want to be as involved in our children's education as we possibly can be. And up to this point, if you had, you know, the papers come home, you had to have sighted assistance, which is fine. Praise God. You know, Cliff and I both have sighted wives, sighted kids. So, that, you know, you can do that. But it, it's, it's nice to have this option. And uh, during the day, it's very, very uh, helpful for all of us. And it's a blessing to be able to do that. So that's the next part of this is this, you know, the kids doing their work. I'm doing uh, work throughout the day. Usually that time of day, it's, it could be anything like setting up for class that day that I'm teaching because we, as the TTJ team, of course, teach these free classes that some of you are already taking. So we're, you know, planning our our outline for the day's class, or I'm posting links for the, the students to join, you know, which we'll talk about later. I'm maybe doing uh, some blog posts or some other written things that I have to write. Um, and we'll, I'll come back to some other things that I, I do throughout the day um, because there's some really cool stuff that I want to share with you. But I want to talk about one other thing before we take some questions, and then we'll continue on. Um, I want to talk about the, uh, there are days and, and it's, you know, typically um, I, I wouldn't necessarily even go out of my way to bring up lunch because we already talked about breakfast. But there are a couple days of the week that we get together with uh, some friends of the family, uh, one of them being our pastor and one another, another gentleman. And we, we typically have lunch about once a week and together. And some days they'll just come here and they'll bring lunch here. But some days we all like to, you know, get out of the house for a little bit. And I want to talk about some of the options that are available to us as visually impaired users. Um, first of all, starting with Apple Maps. Uh, Apple Maps is fantastic. It provides full business searches. So if I don't know where I want to go, I can say, uh, you know, uh, I can use Apple Maps and I can search it manually, or I can use Siri to say, you know, show me some good, I don't know, Mexican restaurants, or, you know, I want a hamburger or whatever it may be. And, and they'll, you know, present those to you, all the information you could possibly imagine, photos even if you can see, um, but if not, the photos are still there and you'll get some descriptions now, thanks to voiceover recognition. Uh, you can read reviews on Yelp and see their hours, see if they're good for kids, see if they have Wi-Fi, you know, uh, what kind of payment methods they accept, which I'm going to talk about Apple Pay in just a moment. But all of these things and, of course, their contact information and 
the directions. So because of Apple Maps, we can get voice-guided, turn-by-turn navigation. Now, this is useful in a couple of different ways. If you are living in a place where walking makes sense, you can actually use Apple Maps for voice-guided, turn-by-turn walking directions. And here in the United States, the overhauled maps that Apple recently released within the last year are absolutely fantastic. They provide an incredible walking direction experience for folks that want them. They have redesigned, Apple has released these redesigned, overhauled, really detailed maps that enable excellent walking directions. It it is just absolutely fantastic. Now, they were supposed to have rolled this out to several other countries by now, but I think with, with the COVID stuff, it got a little bit delayed. But Apple has announced that Canada should be getting the overhauled maps here before the end of the year, I think, if I remember the statement correctly. So it is still coming. Uh, But here in the U.S., they're already rolled out to all 50 states, or at least all of the contiguous states anyway. Um, And it is, it's just a tremendous experience. But if you're not walking, if you're driving and you can't see and someone else is actually behind the wheel, there's still something that you can do. Um, Of course, you get the voice guidance that tells you, you know, turn right at the next stop sign or whatever. But you also can use voiceover in combination with those directions to actually approximate how many feet it is until you actually have to turn or do whatever. So you can be helpful. You can be telling the driver, hey, it says 50 feet, 40 feet, 30 feet. I mean, you you really, you know, some of you might get on their nerves, but they might like it. It just depends on the situation. Uh, But it's kind of fun to be able to do that and have that level of interaction with that experience. So Apple Maps. And now with the new software on the HomePod, I can even ask my HomePod for the hours or something of a, of a local restaurant or business or what have you. And uh, it will automatically have those directions ready for me when I get in the car. That is another really cool aspect of the HomePod with Apple Maps integration. Now, another part of this travel experience, of course, is that we may want to pay for our products with Apple Pay. Now, if those of you who remember this, because I know we did an Apple Pay, an Apple Card, um, presentation here at the ACB community uh, back in, I think it was in the summer maybe. Uh, And so some of you maybe already attended that, but I just want to point this out. Apple Pay is secure. It's military grade encryption. It it doesn't use your actual card numbers. It uses a unique device account number, and it's extremely convenient. You store whatever cards you want, your bank card, your favorite credit card. In my case, that's the Apple card right on your device in the Apple wallet. And so when you get to your uh, checkout counter at Subway, at Panera Bread, at Wegmans, wherever you might be going that supports it, then all you've got to do is pull out your iPhone. You probably already have it ready to go. And you just double click, in my case, the, the side button because I have an iPhone 11 and I authenticate with Face ID. Now, as soon as I do that, my iPhone is ready to go. If I want to change the payment method or anything, I can do that on the fly. But typically I have it set already to the Apple card. And it's just going to let me hold it near the credit card reader, and it automatically processes that payment. I mean, two or three seconds tops, you've paid for your items. You have an instant notification and a receipt in the Apple Wallet. Um, Sometimes you have the option to leave a tip if you want to do that at certain places. And here's the really cool thing. There's a long list of places that accept Apple Pay, like national businesses and stuff. I mentioned two of them, three of them. I mentioned Subway, 
Panera Bread and, and Wegmans. There are others. There's Starbucks. There's, uh, you know, we're talking about food places because I mentioned lunch. There's all kinds of other retailers as well. But here's the really awesome part about it. New places, even ones that haven't made the list, are springing up every day as companies upgrade their credit card machines anyway because at some point companies have to upgrade their credit card readers to accept all the you know the car, the chip payments and everything and when they do these these payment options like Apple Pay are already included in these upgraded readers. And I've actually been to places. We have a we're a pretty small town here, just two stoplights and you know, not as rural as some areas, but we're pretty small. And we have this little family grocery store in our town. And it's a very nice store, you know, it it's it's not a chain or anything. So I really wasn't I didn't have high expectations for them to adopt Apple Pay anytime in the near future. But we went there uh, not long ago. And I just asked them for fun. Uh, I just said, Hey, you don't accept Apple pay, do you? And she said, yeah, actually we do. She said, because we just got a new reader and it's in there. What's happening is a lot of people don't even know they're getting Apple pay because they just upgraded their machine and they love it now. And, and people love it. The customers love it. We love being able to use such a convenient method to pay. If we have the Apple card, we're getting cash back every time we spend. And so this is just a fantastic uh, way to do this. Now, while we're talking about stores and restaurants and stuff too, I should also point out that even getting your groceries now can be a part of the connected digital life. We have been doing this really since it was possible to do so even before COVID because it's just so convenient with our schedule. It's just so much easier. Our grocery store, now we're not, again, we're in a smaller area, so we don't have like Postmates or Instacart, but our store, one of our stores actually has its own app and you can go into that app and place your order. And they have shoppers that will go around the store. No cost, by the way. This is completely free. No charge to you. And they go and they they shop for you. And, you know, they'll they'll text you if there's a problem. You know, well, you put uh, Coffee Mate creamer on the list. We're out of Coffee Mate and the flavor you want today, but we have it in International Delights. And I'll respond and say, absolutely not. It's got to be Coffee Mate. What other flavors do you have? You know, so you can have this back and forth. And they're real people. If you're and, not and, getting coffee made in hazelnut, then you're cheating yourself. So. Yeah, oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of this happens, you know, in, in real time. And then you have a, a set pickup time. You pay in the app. You go and they or, or you can pay there with Apple Pay at the store, too. But that you can pay right in the app. And then they actually just come out to the car. It's contactless. It's simple. It's easy. And, of course, if you want to go full contactless for your food delivery, you might also consider for uh, eating a meal, something like Grubhub or and, DoorDash. And this is where that home automation stuff comes in because Matt, as well as I do, we didn't get a chance to talk about it yet, but we both have what they call the Circle View, Logitech Circle. Well, I have a Circle View, a Circle View. Matt has one and he has the second generation. But anyway, I can, my wife can see, or I'll get a push notification when a car pulls into my driveway and they'll um, they'll get out and let me know. They'll get to text me and tell me that they're there. But instead of them doing that, I'll just come onto the camera because it's two-way audio and let them know, look, I'm about to open the garage, just put the groceries there, and I'll come out and get them when I'm done with what I'm doing. They'll drop them off. I'll hear when they leave, close the garage, and it's all contactless. I know I got everything I need, and they can go on their way. Absolutely. And it's so cool because, uh, as he said, you can, and, and I, you know, I get that same notification, and, and, and it is, you know, it will tell you whether it's a person, a vehicle or a pet. If it knows the person based on your photos or you can actually go through and name it. I mean, if you use like Grubhub, for example, frequently, 
the odds of you getting the same Grubhub driver every time are pretty slim. But if for some reason you did have a situation where you had the same driver every time, you know, you could add them even. And so it would know who that person is. And then you go into, you know, I just, I can even tell Siri, uh, the way mine is set up, I say, uh, show me the outside front camera and it will. And immediately I'm there and I can initiate the two-way audio. We can, you know, have a conversation. Uh, and you have all these recording, these recorded clips saved for up to seven days in iCloud, again, a hundred percent secure, um, you know, encrypted end to end. It's really, really solid. And so it is a fantastic experience. And it really I'm glad you mentioned that because it's birthday season around here. So from November 3rd, all the way up to January 11th, from my birthday, we have a birthday, a couple of them each month, two in November, two in December and two in January. Anyway, we were having cake. No, actually, my son doesn't like cake, so we got an apple pie. We were having okay. apple pie. <laughs> we were having apple pie on Monday during his birthday dinner, and we he's just turned 15, so he thinks he's too big for candles and songs and stuff. So me and Sherry, we were being silly and singing a happy birthday song to him and, you know, dancing around and clapping and stuff. And then after it was over, I was like, oh, nobody recorded that. But then I was like, oh, the camera's right up there. Let's just go grab the clip. So I took the clip from the, the camera, put it on my iPhone, trimmed it, and put it on YouTube. Oh, it's so, it was so amazing that you, you you forget to record something, but the camera's on motion, and it records <laughs> everything, and you can just grab it and, and, and go with it. So that, that's another feature, a great feature that some people probably don't even think of, you know, of the Circle View or any of these security cameras for that matter. That is really awesome. That That is such a cool idea. And, and on the other side of the coin, for somebody that might feel differently about that, if you don't want to do, you know, you can set it for different, uh, different behavior when you're home versus when you're not, you know, so if you don't want it to record, but only to live stream or to be off whenever you're home, it can do that. And then it can start recording when it detects that everyone has left or when one person has left. I mean, there's a lot of flexibility. You can customize this to the hilt. And, and that is, that's really cool. Um, I think what we'll do before we go on is now uh, we will take some our first round of questions. We got a lot more. Yeah, I about to, share to say because when we get in, because when we get back to that cord cutting, you know, I got to do the infused presentation, and there's there's a there's a, a lot of information that's going to be there. So, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, then, so if any, anybody needs any questions, um, it's Alt Y on the PC. There's the button. The raise your hand button should be on the main screen on the app, and uh, Command Y to uh, raise your hand. So let me see what raise hands we have here. I think it's. I, I actually think it's Option Y on the Mac. Option. option. I get option options, y commands. I'm. I'm. I'm an old man. Okay. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. We have some hands here, so let's go through this. Um. All right. Here we go. Uh, oh, there we go. Here we go. Okay. Eve. Eve Sanchez. Um. I've allowed you to talk. Please unmute yourself, and you can ask your question. There you go, Eve. Hi, how you guys doing? Hi. So, um, I have a quick question regarding Apple Pay, and I'm going to try and talk fast because I know there's lots of people. Um, I've, I've thought about it before and, and almost got it, but then my daughter was helping me set it all up and going through, and it's like we have to have all the key uh, passcodes and or thumbprints and this and that, and those just drive me nuts. Um, I think because I've still got the old phone and you guys convinced me I'm going to go get the new one, but I have to wait till I have a day. I don't think I had the facial recognition. If I use that for Apple Pay, is that going to pop up for any time I want to open the phone and all kinds of stuff? Well, so in, in your settings for um, Face ID, which is under settings, 
and then face ID and passcode. You can actually choose what features you want to use face ID for. You can use it with the unlock. You can use it with the Apple Pay with purchases from the iTunes and app stores. So you can turn it off for certain things. But I will say this, if you set up face ID, it's probably, Cliff, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure you will. But I... You have to have, if you set up Face ID, it's going to make her set up a passcode also, correct? Yeah, you can't have one without the other. Well, technically you can. You can have a passcode without Face ID, but you can't have Face ID without a passcode. And I can't do a passcode only for the Apple Pay. Actually, I think you can. I've never done it that way because I think Face ID is so much more convenient. Just look at the phone and you're done. But right. it it you can't. I think you can have a, just a passcode. You don't if you don't I, set up Face ID. No, it's no, no. I, I that, mean, so. I mean, can I have it for only the Apple Pay, and not to unlock my phone and all that stuff? I, I don't want it on all the other things. Um. I, I'm trying to remember if you can disable the passcode for unlocking. Uh, I feel like there may be an option to not require it when you unlock the phone. Can't really say because I've never tried yeah. it that way. Yeah. I, here's here's the thing though, with the added um, with the added convenience that they provide Face ID. Um, hold on, I'm sorry, my. Hold on. Okay. Somehow my. Uh, accelerometer. There we go. Okay, we're back. I, I was on. I was on the wrong setting. <laughs> anyway, with the added convenience that Apple that that the Face ID provides, or even Touch ID, to me, you know, it's it's the most reasonable earthly protection that you can take. You know, to have that set up. Uh, there's only so much that be done if you if you haven't set that up. So the you know the protection you get by knowing that your device is secure with biometrics and with a passcode, and and then the convenience. I mean, because with Face ID, literally it's just a matter of having your phone in the right place when you uh, unlock it, which is a pretty big field of view. You know, you just hold it in front of your face, and it's not. It doesn't add anything to the amount of time that it takes to unlock it. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree with that, Cliff? Yeah, I mean, it's my phone's barely up and it's and it's unlocked. One thing I will right. mention that I do though with my iPad, especially, is I have my phone or my iPad set to lock never. I lock it manually, so when I do lock it, I know I'm going away for a while, or I'm going to sleep, or I'm not going to be home. When I do unlock it, I look at it. I'm done and it's over. So, I mean, if that's your issue, then just set your passcode or set your, your lock time to never, and then just lock it manually when you know you'll be away from it for a while or you're not going to need it. Right. Right. That, that would be my suggestion. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We, Donna Browning, you're next. If you could unmute yourself, please. Hello, this is Donna Browning. Um, Hi. <laughs> how are you doing? Good to talk good, to you. Again. Good. How are you? I'm good. So, um, I am very interested in the home stuff since I took your class and also have heard some of your other talks on it. And one thing I want to know about the locks, because um, I rent, does it cause a lot of damage when you put them on? <laughs> right, right. So it, it, it absolutely does not. I mean, because it's a rental, obviously you would have to get permission. But, you know, I think if you share the 
accessibility benefits. I mean, I can't speak for your landlord, but I, I really can't imagine a problem there. The lock that uh, that Cliff and I both well, we use two different locks, but they both function in a similar way in that neither of them replaces the outside deadbolt. So if your apartment or whatever you're renting already has a single cylinder deadbolt on the door, you don't have to replace that, which means there's no new keys to worry about. Your landlord's existing key will still get him or her into the into the place if you you know if they operate that way. I don't know if they do, but some landlords require that. You know, your keys will still so it doesn't change anything about the outside of it. The the inside piece is the only thing that is replaced. You take off one and it's 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 non-destructive. I mean, you could always, you know, replace it to my knowledge. And then you just put on this um, in my case I have the Friday home lock and I think he's got or getting the the August smart lock, right, Cliff? Um, yeah, the August one, yep. Right. And both of those just replace the inside piece only. So there oh, should awesome. be absolutely nothing to worry about. Oh, awesome. And the um and the cameras and stuff, you can sit them around. You don't have to you don't have to screw them in anywhere, right? Right. You have that option. Some of the cameras are mountable and so forth, but they can also just be set on a on a shelf or on a ledge or, you know, wherever you find it to be uh, most beneficial to have them. Absolutely. Mm. And the doorbell, does it make noise or do I, I would I have to set that up in like the home pod? Well, yeah, there's a couple different ways. There's actually a lot of different implementations. Um, I used to have an actual ring video doorbell, um, but in the interest of time, I won't get into why, but I, I ended up switching that. Uh, so now what I have is a wireless doorbell and then the camera also at the front door. So somebody rings the doorbell. I hear that. But I can also get notifications on my phone. There are some HomeKit doorbells. They're a little pricey, uh, but there are some actual HomeKit doorbells. Or, yes, you're right. A idea. little. <laughs> <laughs> the cheapest one I've seen is like 300 bucks. I basically, I basically want one that's just going to make a noise. So if I'm in like my bathroom where it's really hard to hear the door that I can hear that somebody's there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the wireless one would be a good idea for you. And back to the cameras, my wife came up with an idea which might um, uh, help you or anybody else. Instead of screwing it in, she just got some, some Velcro so she could take it off and put it down on the shelf or put it in a different place whenever she wanted to move it. So instead of using screws, she used Velcro where, you know, you pull it off and stick it right back. So oh, and another thing idea. you could use are those command strips. Yes. Those, you know what I mean? Yes. That's a great idea. Thank you guys. Yep. Thank you. All right. Um, Greg, Triple G, you can now speak, sir. Unmute yourself to ask your question. There you are, Greg. Hi, Matt. Hi, Cliff. How are you guys doing? Hi, how you doing? Good, doing good. pretty good. Um, so I have a pretty basic question. I feel foolish for even asking it, but um, I'm still trying to figure it out because we have all or a lot of Apple devices at these, the, this home, and I'm still trying to figure out how to get them to not to be quiet when I'm talking to one of them. So do I just reset that in like if I'm talking to Siri? Do I reset that in settings? Can I rename Siri to something like computer or uh, something like that so that they don't all like go off at once? Well, so if you have, um, I don't think resetting, if you have your devices in, in well, the such answer, a way. Answer the first question. No, you cannot rename Siri. I, that I can't answer right off the top. Right, um, right. On, on another note, I don't know what devices you have, but I do know that if your phone is face down, 
hey, that lady, I won't say her name because right, I have right. <laughs> she won't um, the phone won't respond because it's face down. So as for a HomePod and an iPad, I don't know how to, you know, I don't know exactly which one you want to respond, but I, I don't know how to keep them from talking because <laughs> I got two in my house and both of them always respond if I'm in within their earshot. So Okay, so there's no fix. Is that something that I would think that would be something that Apple might want to look into because I'm sure there are people who, you know, are connected like have different devices and I know now, I will say with well, my iPad I have a smart slim folio pro keyboard on it when my iPad is closed it doesn't respond either so I mean I, I really I mean with the phone down and the iPad closed okay. I, the only thing that's really left is the HomePod then right yeah I guess I get yeah it's the it's the um, iPhone <laughs> the HomePod and the the phone so but that's a good hint if the phone is face down it won't it won't yeah be. So okay, and there's also actually correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. Ain't there a setting where you can tell it if it's if your phone is locked to not respond? That's what I was gonna say. I think that if you if your phone can you still hear me? Okay, by the way. Yeah, you're good. Okay, great. Um, uh, if you are using a uh, a device and you lock it completely, you put it to sleep, or you you know in the case of an iPad, close the cover if you have a folio or any kind of cover, then it should not respond to that wake word at all. Okay, um, um, gentlemen, you still have seven hands up. Do you want to take another question? Do you want to speak and then go on to the next round? How do you want to proceed? Uh, let, let's take now one eight more hands. Okay, questions. we have one more and then... Yeah, let's take one more and then we'll do some more talking and we'll take some more questions after that. Sure. All right, excellent. So we are going to hear from Michelle. So, Michelle, if you could, um, if you could unmute yourself, Michelle, um, and then we can hear you. Michelle, I think you're there. Yeah, I thought I heard somebody. Let me see. Now she, um, hold on. There it is. There you are, Michelle. I thought I had unmuted, but it didn't yet. So, um, okay, hi there. Was, hi. Um, my question is, um, can you um, use Apple Pay with any of the iPhones, or are there certain phones that don't have the right technology that's needed for that? Um, um as long as it's an iPhone, um, uh, five. Is it a five? Or a five? I thought it was or six. Maybe it's a yeah, six. It's a, yeah, it's a six. It's got to be a six and above because the other ones don't have that whatever engine it needs to the whatever. I forgot what the technology is called, but yeah, it has yeah, to be a six. Yeah, the secure enclave and the NFC chip. Yeah, uh, six NFC and above. And all, six and above. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. All right, and uh, as these guys said, we'll take more questions after they speak. So, uh, gentlemen, okay. go for it. All right. So a couple other aspects that I want to talk about of the day in the connected digital life. And I do want to come back to some of the work that I do throughout the day. Um, you know, I and, and, and Cliff and I have both talked about this extensively. We teach a class on this in the spring. Um, we basically run our entire businesses from our iPads. And so, you know, on a given day, I might have to make some updates to my website. Uh, we we use WordPress for that, and I've got you know I can can create a website right on there, and I actually do uh, create websites for other customers as well. Um, so you can create them from the ground up on the iPad. I perform audio and video editing tasks on the iPad. I mean, Cliff does these things too. Uh, I you know I use them to host 
a podcast to produce the podcast to you know edit the audio again video editing as well even is is done um on the iPad all of these things fully accessible with voiceover by the way you know such an important part for those of us who can't see um another thing keynote presentations we did a presentation here just a week or two ago on a couple weeks ago now i guess on apple keynote and that is something that i use a, a, a decent amount because it is really powerful it helps you to make you know, really awesome presentations for people. And of course, pages for documents and, and word processing and page layout. Right now, I'm in the middle of using and some of my um, some of my extra time right now is spent doing this. Uh, I had written a book about the Titanic back in 2012 in time for the 100th anniversary of the sinking. And what I do is I read that book every year. Uh, once a year, I reread it with the mindset of, is there anything I want to change about this book? Is there anything that I got it wrong? They found new evidence. I need to clarify something, or I just don't like the way this was said, or there's a typo, you know, all of these things. So every year I reread that book and I've made several rewrites, you know, several updates throughout since 2012. This year, my read through was delayed because in April, when I normally do it to coincide with the thinking, uh, it was, uh, you know, we were very, very heavily in the midst of trying to um, do some other things to help folks with all of the COVID stuff. And so I was kind of distracted from from doing the Titanic book then, but I'm doing it now. And I am actually in the middle of one of the larger, one of the bigger uh, rewrites that I've done, um, adding a lot of information, uh, this time adding some audio commentaries, adding a glossary at the end of the book, things that I just thought would really enhance this experience. And um, I'm very hopeful, by the way, for those who are interested, because it is free on the Apple bookstore. So anybody who's interested in the Titanic, I'm hopeful that that rewrite will be complete by Thanksgiving. That is the, the plan at this point. But I've said all that to say all of this done from the iPad, all of this done with voiceover, using Apple Pages, you know, using audio editing apps if I need to bring audio into it, whatever the case may be. And I mean, it is it, everything is done. And then even the publishing part of getting it up to the Apple bookstore is done right on the iPad, right in Apple pages. So whether it's video editing, audio editing, podcasting, accepting credit cards, you know, writing documents, of course, teaching our classes, we teach these free classes basically every day of the week. And we do them in WebEx, which is very similar to Zoom. We use Google Classroom, which we've all talked about already. So all of these things really make working using your devices just a, a breeze. And with VoiceOver built right in, you don't have to spend thousands of extra dollars on your assistive technology. You don't have to spend anything on your assistive technology because it's it's included. It ships with every single device that you have. I mean, now, the eighth generation will get it done. If you want, you know, a high-end powerhouse, I mean, the, the the iPad Pro will probably be a good device. But more recently, the MacBook Air, which starts at four ninety nine with not with just Wi Fi, is you know has the latest um, processing so the chip iPad in it. Air, yes. Has Touch ID built into the 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 power button, so you're going to get edge to edge like the iPad Pro, and you know you can get. Um, I normally don't tout this. Oh goodness, you can actually get the um, keyboard case that is made by Logitech. I can never remember what the exact name of it is, but it has a trackpad on it and it's made by Logitech and it's half the price. Apple's is $299 and makes the iPad a little bit, uh, about a pound heavier. But this keyboard is only about five or six ounces, has the same features and 
um, portability. The only thing that is I found a bug in. touch? Is that what it's called? Combo touch? I don't think it's the combo touch. It's something. I have it right here in front of me. But of course, I can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go look it up in the app store because it's under my order history. But it's it, it, it gives you the laptop experience without having to spend you know, $1,500 on a MacBook Pro or ten or $1,000 on a MacBook Air or, you know, a PC that's four or $500, but I don't know if it'll last as long. I'm not going to get into a Windows bashing because that's what I usually do, but that's not my thing now. I mean, if a personal preference on what you want to use. But the bottom line is the iPad with the keyboard, if you so choose, because Matt can do, he does all a lot of extensive writing directly on the on-screen keyboard. I mean, you know the keyboard layout, you can just touch, do direct touch typing and type right on the keyboard. But all this stuff can be done directly from the iPad. You don't have to spend a whole lot of money. If you get everything that you want under a budget, you probably could do everything for a little under $700. And that's not exaggerating. I mean, that sounds like a lot of money, but at the end of the day, that setup, we got Trina Rita who is not like me and Matt likes to go run out and get the latest and greatest. She, she's had her iPad seventh generation or does she have the six? Six, I think she has a yeah she yeah she has a sixth generation with a Bluetooth keyboard and it does everything she needs it to do. I mean she does documents and iCloud sharing. You know we brought her in there kicking and screaming with the iCloud Drive, but she does it. Um, Shared collaborative notes. I mean I can talk about this all day because this is one of my favorite classes. We call it um, iPad for every computing. What what, I always forget the exact name. Oh. iPad for all computing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. iPad for all computing. And you can do literally do, there's two things you can do. And that's write an app. You need a Mac for that because of Xcode. And what was the other one, Matt? Um, I think the other thing I said was just that some people find like the, you know, even though you can do it on the iPad, some people find the 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 server management kind of stuff easier to do on a on a Mac, you know, if you're deploying to uh, large groups or you're doing, you know, uh, some of that kind of, I okay. mean, like, you know, there's yeah, some weird heard little that, things uh, here and there. But. I haven't heard that Final Cut Pro is coming to the iPad sometime next year, so. Well, and and even if it doesn't, that LumaFusion app, I mean, I like to go all Apple whenever I can, but that LumaFusion app is a, is a sort of a, you could consider that to be a big brother to clips and iMovie I mean and it is it's very accessible uh, what I've done with it I mean I you know I use it to get stuff from another uh, source over to YouTube and you know for that it was worth every penny just to be able to do that conveniently so yeah there's um, there's a lot of options a lot of options I mean and even and I think- you could even connect you know external hard drives because some people will say well how will I get extra storage if I run out of room or how can I get the files well number one uh, I'm, I'm iCloud across the, or um, Apple across the board so I use right. iCloud Drive and I now have two terabytes thanks to the Apple One service but yep. there are hard drives and adapters that you can buy to plug in external hard drives. And you can even connect exactly. to a network attached storage that's already on your network to do this. So there's there's multiple ways to access your files and do things on your iPad that you would normally think that you would have to have a computer for. Exactly. And I actually have four terabytes just because when he got two, I had to one up him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I do have the four in <laughs> iCloud storage because we, you know, we already had used 833 gigabytes of the two terabytes. And I thought, well, now that I got Apple One, I can go ahead and upgrade to four terabytes and why not? So there it is. But, you know, now I, I want to just a couple other little things. And then I do want to come back to the cord cutting thing because I want to talk a little more about that. A couple other things, you know, I just want to point out that no matter what it is that you're doing, you know, making dinner from a recipe, I use an app called Paprika 3. 
my son was even using it the other day. My son loves to cook and he's very good at it. And he's made several meals and he'll use that app while he's in the kitchen. He'll I'll send him Glad a you brought that, re- that app up because I, I, you know, I got it and then I got rid of it. I mean, I still have it, but I can just go. To, the one thing that bothered me about that app is it don't let you copy and paste your own. I mean, it, I'm just, I guess my question is, can you pet copy and paste into there now? I mean, because before you, it, you, it made you it made you go get it from like uh, allrecipes.com or Food Network or whatever and bring it in that way. And they will put the stuff there. But it wouldn't let you bring your own stuff that you had already saved somewhere else. You can, but it's the implementation is a bit tricky because they want you to put things in a certain format, you know, so that it shows quantities and supports the scaling and all that. So you can copy and paste it. Just there may be some editing when you do it. But, you know, that's just one example. The other thing that my son used the one day my my wife kind of gave us uh, carte blanche. She had a, I don't remember where she was going that day, but she had something. Uh, maybe a, a wedding shower or something. And she said, guys, she said, we have some zucchini here. We really need to come up with a way to use this. And she thought we'd just make like zucchini and potatoes just come by, you know. But my son went to the Echo Show using, you know, who? The A-Lady, as they say, and asked for recipes. I love that zucchini making... lasagna. <laughs> yes, zucchini lasagna. Did I send that to you? I did, Yeah, you right? did. Um, when we yes. made it two weeks ago for... um. I forgot what it was. I think it was a, a, a family dinner that my in-laws came up and they didn't even know that it wasn't noodles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's delicious. It is amazing. And he made that, you know, just following the recipe on the Alexa on the screen. It showed him, you know, so all of this kind of technology from stuff like that to, you know, even outdoor activities. If you're using your Apple Watch to keep to track your steps, there's going to be this new Apple Fitness app coming soon. Um, to, to the family time indoors, you know, we, we like to read the Bible. We have a Bible app. We have game apps. You know, we have these family game nights with the TV, the Apple TV, which I'm going to talk more about in a moment. And we have this, um, you know, some of these games even are accessible with voiceover and they let some of them let you use your iPhone and iPad as a, a game controller while you're, you know, hearing and seeing the big, you know, the, whatever it is on, on the Apple TV. And of course, your nighttime routine, you know, we even have a nighttime uh, scene set up that automatically locks the door at night, arms our security uh, system. And that time it does play. I do have it play a chime on the HomePod just to confirm for us that everything was done. So, you know, we realize that. And so these kinds of things that you can do throughout the day, throughout the evening, um, you know, are, are truly amazing. And I do want to come back to the, the cord cutting for a moment before we take some more questions, because that in and of itself is just incredible what you can do with it. And I know we did a presentation early on about that. But for those who may have missed it, you know, this is, and, and especially now that the newest HomePod software has come out. So again, to review, the Apple TV is a set-top box. It's not a television. you got to connect it to your TV. And I now use the HomePods that we have as home theater speakers for the television. Now, again, you can watch all of your purchased content from iTunes, you can rent movies. You can buy TV shows. You can use all kinds of streaming apps. AT&T TV, Peacock, HBO Max, Disney Plus, you know, and of course, Netflix, Hulu and Amazon Prime, which are, uh, you know, probably the, the ones that a lot of folks started out with. You know, uh, you can use Apple TV channels, which allow you to use the, the, the native Apple TV app to watch things on uh, Stars and Showtime and CBS All Access and Tastemade and Smithsonian. 
all more recently different- uh, T-Vision from T-Mobile. That's the latest of the new streaming live services. That's right. And and all of them are supported. I mean, I mentioned AT&T TV. That's what we have. T-Mobile T-Vision is the brand new one. But you could also use, you know, Sling or Fubo or, you know, YouTube, any of these other ones that you might be familiar with. There's what are we up to? Probably eight or 10 live TV streaming services now. Right. Yeah, that's about right. It's something Hulu, like that. Let's see. Hulu, AT&T TV, Sling. Um, what am I Philo. forgetting? Philo, YouTube, Philo, YouTube, Fubo, Vidgo, Vidgo is another one. Um, oh yeah, and um, uh, what's that? View that's gone though, right? Oh yeah, PlayStation View is gone. Yeah, right? yeah, that one's gone. But, so it's probably about six or seven, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can do all. And then you got channels things. like you got other channels like Hallmark and um, Lifetime Movie Club and stuff like that that you can you know just on demand stuff that you can pay for. But I mean, if you got all these other services, they probably got most of that stuff in their library already anyway. And there's even some free ones. I mean, YouTube is the really obvious one, but there's also Tubi and there's also Pluto and uh, Crackle. 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 Yep, that's another one. Um, I, I think uh, somebody just bought it. I can't remember who it was, but. Um, I can't either. Yeah, but I think you might be right. And on top of all that, and this is what I'm going to let Cliff take the floor in a minute and talk about before we go to questions. But, you know, this um, the other thing you can do is you might say, well, what about all these home movies that I have? I'm not getting into the legal the legality of, you know, I'm not condemning or condoning anything here. I mean, you know, you want to have the legal right to use your stuff. okay? but. I have all these movies. I have all these shows, whatever, you know, well, how can I watch them on my Apple TV? Well, there's a lot of ways to do that. And what I think is the best way is um, the way that Cliff does it. And I've started, you know, our family does it too now because we got this gift of this eight, what is it? Eight terabyte uh, Western digital, my cloud drive. It's what you call a network attached storage device or a NAS people say uh, the acronym NAS. And this thing just connects to your, your, um, your modem, your router, your gateway, whatever you want to call it. Or if you have a mesh system, it can connect to one of the, the pods or access points of your, of your system by Ethernet. And then there's an app on the Apple TV that you can use to access all this. So I'm going to let Cliff talk about that for a few minutes, and then we'll go to questions and, and finish up. Yeah, there will be um, a present or more extensive out ex- explanation of this on an upcoming podcast. But basically... Infuse is what it's called. It's a uh, you can either pay monthly, which is ninety nine cent, or you can do what I do and pay ten dollars a month or ten dollars a year. I'm sorry, ten dollars a year. And I think actually this year I'm gonna do the lifetime one because I've had it for three years and I pay every year, so I might as well just go ahead and get the lifetime one. But the bottom line is, if you have a network attached storage a device or a hard drive plugged into your router, or if you choose to keep your PC or Mac on and have movies and tv shows housed there this app will organize them into categories for you so on the movie side it'll put it in action family sci-fi horror um kids whatever and you know it'll for the people who can see it'll give it eye candy it'll give it album art so when i have the cover of the movie and it'll have the synopsis so you'll go into the movie or the the you'll click on it and it'll bring up a menu play pause add to favorites yada 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 but anyways if you swipe up or down i can't remember which one it is right now because i haven't done it in a while voiceover will tell you what the name of the movie is it'll tell you the actors it'll tell you what year it came out and then it'll give you an exclamation of the movie i mean it will tell you even what year the movie came out 
It's a really nice app. But the best thing about this app is you don't have to have it in MP4. You don't have to have to have it in AVI. It will play anything you throw at it. MP4, MKV, AVI, DivX, and whatever the other format is out there. Just Those are just the ones I can remember off the top of my head. I mean, I have a a library of a lot of movies. Um, I sent a list to Matt and he probably still hasn't made it through it. <laughs> but no, <it's> I- <laughs> a, <laughs> but I, this is, this is how we spend our, our, our weekends is we, you know, we'll go to the store and get some stuff that's probably not good for you. Some chocolate and some popcorn and some, some sodas and some lemonades. And we'll, you know, curl up on the floor in, in the family room downstairs. Cause that's where the bigger one is. We have a smaller one upstairs with a fireplace, but we usually go to the one downstairs and we'll just go, you know, make a playlist throughout the, throughout the week. Everybody will text what they want on the playlist and we'll go to this playlist and we'll, you know, curl up and spend family time together devices everybody turns their devices off and puts them on the on the shelf and we just spend family time together watching movies i mean from you know whatever the new, hot new movie is or we'll watch some classics like one of matt's favorites which is the nanny and my wife likes friends and i like the fresh prince of bel-air and the old night rider show or the transformer series i mean we just we just like i said saturday from 12 p.m. Well, usually it's 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. But these last couple of Saturdays we haven't started till three because um, uh, I got some other stuff going on on Zoom and stuff. But anyway, we spend that time together watching these movies um, and TV shows. It'll it'll organize as long as you have it in the right format. So like if it's a mm, whatever show, it, as long as it says S three zero five and in that format for all the shows, the 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 this app will organize those shows into seasons for you season one through nine let's say roseanne for for example that's one of my favorite shows of all time i will go to season six and it'll say season six and my wife will tell me there's actually a picture of the season cover on that season folder for you and you don't actually pulls that stuff from online i mean it finds uh what is it pulls it from uh idb i think um the Uh, intermittent movie i think that's yep it even has a thing where it's called um what's that tracked where it will track everything that you watch. You can clear it, but you can even share that with your friends on Twitter and Facebook if you so choose. But this app is amazing on what it does. I think I think they're personally, I think they're underpricing it because I'd pay $20 a year for this app if, 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 if it was that high. That's how good this app is. But now, like, if, you, if you have a home movie collection of any sort, that's the app you're going to want. On top of that, it has Dropbox, Google Drive, and more recently, Matt, I don't know if you saw this, pCloud integration. So you can connect to your these cloud services on your phone through the app, and it'll carry over to your Apple TV. It has to be set up there. You can't set it up on your Apple TV. But once you set it up on your phone or your iPad, it's there. And that's, that's a real game changer for some people, because what if they say, oh, I forgot to download a movie? Well, you don't have to. Just go to your Dropbox or your pCloud or your Google Drive on your phone in in views and you'll be able to stream that movie as long as you got an internet connection but if you don't go to your library before you leave your your wi-fi download whatever you want pending the space that you have on your ipad or your phone put it in views let it finish downloading it doesn't matter if you're in a dead spot under a bridge in a tunnel back behind some snow (laughs) you'll be able to play that movie because it's already on your device so i mean like i said there'll be a more extensive conclusion uh, exclamation of this app coming up on a podcast where me and matt did it in our connected digital life um series back in september but i mean that's that's the gist of it i mean this app is a must-have if you have a, a home movie collection i mean yeah, i'm not knocking 
Amazon Prime where you can stream or Apple uh, movies or TV shows where you can buy and subscribe to season passes and stuff like that. But if you have your own collection where you've ripped them and put them into a hard drive and you, you want to get them on the big screen, this is the way to do it. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I think I mean, I'm just trying to think before we before we go back to questions, um, I, you know, I think we've covered a lot of the day. I, I want to go back to, to one thing that I commented on before, which is the the outdoor stuff, because, you know, that's that's important, too. And you might think, you know, a lot of times we don't think of technology as being a part of a part of our outdoor. You know, if you're if you're throwing the football and, and those kinds of things and maybe it's not. But to some extent, it is. If you have an Apple Watch, uh, it's going to keep track of your your fitness, your exercise, your you know calories, all these different things. If you go in the pool, the, the watch is waterproof. You can wear that in the pool and get credit for those swim, uh, you know, swim hours or whatever they might be. And again, the new Apple Fitness app is going to work on the watch, the Apple TV, the iPad, the iPhone, and so you're going to have all of that. And it's great if you get a bundle. I love the Apple one. We mentioned it a few minutes ago. You get, you know, Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, Apple News Plus, and uh, the the new fitness app, as well as the Apple Arcade and the iCloud storage all in one. That's the highest end bundle. There are, you know, smaller ones too. Um, and again, you know, these these family things, a lot of people think that family time and technology can never go together you know, that they, they're always going to be in opposition. And I just don't agree with that. And Cliff gave a perfect scenario. Now, yeah, you know, during that time, he makes his kids put their devices down so that they can be focused on, on the, you know, what the family time in the movie, but they're still using technology and having family time together. Or what about this, you know, reading to your kids? I mean, yeah, Braille, Braille is, Braille is great, but man, having the Apple books app or whatever you like, maybe it's Bard, Kindle, I prefer Apple books, whatever. You know, I can sit down with my kids and I can read to them a book that I get on Apple Books that they want me to get. And some of them are read aloud. So they have a narrator and music and it follows the narrator as they're reading and, you know, turns the page for them. Others are just regular books that I'm reading to them or they're reading. We're taking turns. And you have all these interactive components then to your book, right? You know, you have audio and video and web links and and photos, you know, rich photo image galleries in the books and just these really cool things that you you may never before have thought possible. So no matter what it is, you know, whether we're doing our work, whether it's family time, even if we have to travel, I know we're not doing a lot of traveling right now, but I think someday we will again. And, you know, what I I have such a clear picture of last year uh, going to a conference and, you know, I booked the train tickets online in the, in the Amtrak app on my iPhone, fully accessible, got the accessibility discount in there. Uh, got the tickets in Apple Wallet so I could present them to the conductor digitally. You know, we, we got our hotel. Now, when we went to our hotel, I didn't know you could do this at the time, but I promise you next time we go, uh, I will do this. You can actually use your Apple Watch now to unlock your hotel room door at the Marriott Hotels and, and a few other chains, I think, too. And then, I meant, you know, again, I mentioned Grubhub when we were away. You know, we used Grubhub sometimes. There was a a red hotel and that was very good but you know the, one of the nights we were hungry for something different so we just pulled up grubhub and had probably hundreds i don't know at least double digits of restaurants to choose from our own tv collection there with us you know movies and whatever i mean it is truly this connected digital life experience is something revolutionary something that speaks to every aspect of our lives from convenience 
and comfort, safety and security. We mentioned the cameras. We have a smoke and carbon monoxide detector that works with Apple's HomeKit um, smart home platform. You know, we've got these uh, these different sensors. You mentioned the, the thermostat, all of this stuff that is relatively reasonably priced. Now, yeah, it's going to add up a little bit. But I mean, it's we're not talking about thousands upon thousands of dollars with complex. And let's don't get it. I mean, I don't know about you, Matt. Not pretty sure I know, but I didn't buy all this stuff all at once. No, so I no. mean, if a little no. here, a little there. Now the HomePods, I got them on a great deal. So of course, I bought both of them at once. But all the other stuff, the thermostat, I got that by itself. The the door sensors, right. I got them by themselves. I mean, my Apple TVs, I got them one at a time. And there's three of them in the house. I mean, well, I think that's uh, the beauty of it is that you can build out. As you go, you know, you, you don't have to do it all up front. You can start with something really simple and then work up to it as the months and the years go by, as the budget allows, as whatever, you know. Um, and I always tell people that when when talking about cord cutting, because, um, you know, that's one of the things you don't you don't have to worry about paying a, a monthly box rental fee. You know, you just add an Apple TV when you're ready to add another one. Or if, if you don't, then use your iPad, you know. Uh, I mentioned I forgot to tell people that if the if you do are the, the if you are with T Mobile and you do sign up for T Mobile T Vision up until January or not January, but December thirty first, if you sign up, I think they will give you an Apple TV four K for ninety nine dollars and it's normally two hundred. So I think that's I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, I guess anything else, Cliff, or should we go to questions? No, I think that it's already a lot of information. We better go to questions. Yeah, I yeah. think so. All too. right. So All right. <laughs> let's see what we've got for questions here. We have five of them so far. Remember Alt Y on the computer and uh, Option Y, I believe, on the Mac. I think I got it right this time. And now we yep. get eight. <laughs> here we go. All right. Deanna, if you could unmute yourself, please, you are able to chat. Deanna. Okay, there, there you it are. is. Hi <laughs> there. To find it. Okay, you're good. Okay. All right. Um, I had a, uh, about two and a half years ago, I got really sick, and I've been dealing with vertigo ever since. And so I was looking at Apple Watches. Does the SE have the fall alert function on it? I'm having trouble reading websites. The SE... You know what? I think it does. I think the only thing that it lacks is the ECG functionality. Uh, I believe it has the fall detection, but considering how important it is to you, that's probably something that we should double check. And if you want, when we give you the contact info at the end, uh, you know, you can you can get in touch with one of us and we can remember to check that out. I, my my initial okay. thought is well, I it, saw it does. It was but, on, uh... My local Target store sent me an ad that said they were taking $50 off for Black Friday. And so I was just trying to make sure that if I bought that, that's the one I need. Because, you know, why do I need pulse ox and a bunch of other stuff when it's mostly when I'm out exercising, walking, that um, my family and friends are worried about me falling and right. not being able to get back home. I'm pretty sure that is in that one. But like I said, let us double check on that and make sure you get our contact info at the end here in a little bit. Um, I know it lacks the ECG. I, I do remember that. That you got to have the series uh, four, five, or six. Uh, but I think that the, the fall detection is probably in the SE. Okay. Thank you. All right. All thank right. you, Deanna, for your awesome question. Okay. And Matt, if you want an iPhone 12 Max, there's, it's still delivering on the 13th. <laughs> I know. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, our next person 
Um, Anisia Correa, I, forgive me for mispronouncing that. There you go, my friend. Hi, thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, you're good. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. It's very helpful. I have two questions that are kind of related. One is on my phone. I, on my iPhone, <clears throat> when I go to Safari following a link uh, from an email, for example, where there's an announcement and then it includes an edit field to fill out a form, I never see that. I cannot, for the life of me, find the edit field. However, if I if I go to uh, using the same link to either Google Chrome or the Edge Chromium, I do find the link. I mean, not the link, the um, form field. So, so I went to the settings and I changed my default browser to Google Chrome. However, when I go, when I follow a link from an email that I get from the email of the, you know, the, uh, the native email on my phone, um, it still goes to Safari for some reason, even though the default is Chrome. Now, you said this is on a Mac, is that correct? Or? No, no, it's my iPhone. Oh, on an iPhone. Oh, yeah, no, there should be no problem. I mean, I fill out forms, I want to say, all no, the time. I, but I did too in the past. Um, yeah, no, there should be no issues with that. Here's what I would suggest. Uh, are you subscribed to the TTJ blog by any chance? I am, yes. Okay. Uh, would it ever be, would it ever work for you like maybe this Tuesday to come to no not this Tuesday because that's a special event but this Thursday um, to come to our help session or not on sure. Saturday not tomorrow but the, a week from tomorrow? Okay, sure. And I, I'll okay, your sessions. Okay. What what I would love for you to do is come to a session and come on another device that, so that we can actually hear an example of what you are experiencing on your iPhone because I think we can probably help you. Um, but I, we're going to need to really hear that and, and hear what you're experiencing so that we can give you better guidance. So if you can come to the help session on a second device so that you can actually use the iPhone with voiceover, you know, in our hearing, uh, that would be fantastic. Okay. Or about the, the, the fact that it doesn't take my, the default setting. Do, do you know why that might be? Um, have you updated to iOS 14.2 yet? Uh, no, I, I don't think I've, uh, I looked for it, but I don't think it's available yet from my phone. Oh, it came out yesterday. Yeah, it should okay, be available. You know and I that's the first thing I would do because they're constantly okay. Yeah, they're constantly, you know, fixing bugs and there may have been something. I can't speak to changing the default, like how that plays out because I've never done it. Um, I don't have any desire to use anything other than Safari right. or Mail. I don't think you have either, Cliff, right? Uh -huh. No. Um, so unfortunately, <laughs> I guess I, I better start playing with the stuff when people ask questions like that. But uh, on my yeah. devices, it's all Apple across the yeah. board. So. so I can't really be extremely helpful there, but I would start out with upgrading, uh, updating rather to that. Uh, and then I would also check before you go to click a link in a man, in an email, I would also go back to that setting to double check to make sure that it's stuck because it's possible that I did read an article about a week or so ago that's saying that the default browser was not sticking on iPhones of a certain kind. I don't remember which one, but that's what I would do. Double check to make sure it's the setting is still set the way you want it. Okay. And then one last question, if I can. <clears throat> I noticed with, um, and again, I think with 14.1, every time I get, um, if I'm listening to something on my iPhone, um, uh, you know, uh, via internet, like, uh, you know, my Spectrum app on TV or radio or whatever. And then I get a phone call every single time. Once I hang up from my phone call, my speech is gone. And I have to, I have to uh, turn voiceover on and back off and then on again. Another bug that's fixed. It's another one that's been fixed in 14.2. Okay, great. Well, you, you, you guys are f full of good news. 
Thank you so All much. Right. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right. Um, Abraham, if you could unmute yourself, sir. Yeah, you can that hear me? Yes, you're good. Yeah, um, I had two quick questions. One is about Apple News. Um, currently, for some reason, on my iPhone, uh, whenever I go into it, it's telling me uh, that the feed is unavailable or the server is unavailable. And it started a couple of days ago. And the second question is I'm looking for a good uh, multi device Bluetooth keyboard. Well, Cliff probably is the one to. Uh, answer that keyboard question. Now the keyboard, is it for your phone, your iPad, what? I need to know what device you're looking for. Hello? Uh, hold on. Did he go away? Yeah, let me see. Let me check why we don't hear him. Hang on one second. There we go. Somehow he got muted. All right, Abraham, you should be good? Yeah, I got muted. Sorry about that. Yeah, okay, there you go. You're good now. All right, Uh, go ahead. So so the Bluetooth keyboard will be for my iPhone, uh, iPad and maybe some other Bluetooth devices down the road. Okay, I have the one just for you, but I'm gonna need you to email me because I'm gonna have to pull out the direct link. I don't, I can't remember what it's called, okay. but I do, but I do have, I do have a link somewhere for exactly. So just email me at stirredup at iCloud.com, okay. and I'll send you, I'll send you that link. And that's for anybody. I message yeah. your email. If you have any questions? I have ringtones I share. I share media. I also have, since uh, Matt brought it up, uh, I have a, uh, a audio also, source of a Bible. Can you say that email also, address a little slower so for people it's, listening? It's stir it up, which is S T U R I T U P at iCloud.com. Stir you can send me an email. Okay, yep. You can send me an email or iMessage. I prefer iMessage, but if you want to send an email, that's fine too. So click that email is also iMessage address. I didn't see that yeah. one trying to do it. Yes, it is. Yep. Okay. Okay. Comes directly to my iPad. And Matt, the Apple News question is probably you, because I'm not having that problem with Apple News. So, I mean, do you have any suggestions? Well, I'm not either. Uh, Is that happening on every story you try to read or just on certain ones? Everything for the last two days. I turned my data on, turned my wife on, on and off. Um, Reset the louder, everything. And and have you forced quit and and, um, relaunched the Apple News app itself? Yes, I have. And I turned my phone on and off as well. Okay, are you a News Plus subscriber or just just trying to basic no, out the news? That's the free story that I get. The other yeah. one, the other thing that I would try is deleting the app and reinstalling it, or yeah, maybe going to see if there's that? an update. Yeah. Can you do that yeah. with Apple News? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so once I delete it, I just go back into the app store and I'll find it. Right. Yes. Just okay. just search for news and it'll be the first one. Make sure it's by Apple. Okay. Right. Oh, yep. And I have one one very last quick question for quick. Um, I was wondering, I think a couple of months ago I mentioned you might have a list of keyboard commands. If I email you, can you send me that as well? It's right here on my desktop. Email me and I'll send it to you. The reason it's on my desktop because somebody on one of our lists asked for it today. So. Okay, thank you so much, guys. Yep. All right, thank you, Mr. Abraham. Okay, Nora Fielding, if you could unmute yourself, please, you can talk. There you go. Hi, my name is Nora Fielding from Phoenix, Arizona. And the reason I, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Yes. Hi there. How you doing? Fine. Great. How about, how about you? Pleased to meet you, Matthew. Great. Great. Thank you. You too. Welcome. Is it, uh, the reason I I wanted to learn more about I, uh, Apple iPad, I have an Apple iPad, which is kind of old, but uh, when I try to use Siri, and when I try to say, let's say, ACB, ACB Radio Community, it just gives me Siri when I say he's Siri, and I asked her. Then it was saying, here's what I found. I'm wondering, because I don't know what my, what number of iPads that I have. 
If you wanted to find um, out what iPad you had, you would just go to settings, general, and about, and it would tell you. But usually when it says, here's what I found, it wants you to swipe on the screen and touch it because it's something that's not directly in this database. Right, Matt? Right, right. That's, yeah. Yeah, I'm not clear necessarily on whether she was trying to listen to the ACB, you know, radio, because I think that you have to, if you want the podcast, it's under, what's the, the actual ACB link. Well, there's an app called ACB Link that they can get. There's also Apple Podcasts, I believe, has the ACB Radio Community uh, podcast that she might be looking for. And is that listed as ACB Link instead of? Well, ACB Link is an app where you can access all the stations, streams, and podcasts. But there is a podcast, Apple Podcasts. I'm pretty sure has it. ACB. Okay. um, Yeah, the community podcast thing. Thank you, and I don't know how to get to podcasts, but I have to. Someday, your out, but my iPad is kind of old. <laughs> well, for you and anybody else, just subscribe to the ttjtech.net blog, and that will give you all kinds of information, help sessions, one-on-one training that we offer. All that is TT, that's Tango, Tango, Juliet, Tango, Echo, Charlie, house.net. And you go there, subscribe to the blog, and you'll get all the information. Okay, thank you. Okay, we've got about five minutes left, it, so just to keep that in mind for everybody. Um, your next question comes from Sandra Gare, so um, you can unmute yourself, Sandra. Can you unhear me? We can Hi hear you there. just fine, Sandra. Yep. You're good. Go Hi. for it. Yeah, it's great that you guys are I've got two questions, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Can you get a little closer to your mic? We're, you're cutting in and out. We're having a little trouble hearing you. Can you? Okay, the um, doorbell and camera things. I came late, so I missed the name of the app you were talking about that coordinates a doorbell and camera and so on, or did I get that right? Well, there's a lot of options for that. Um, what I have done is use the, um, the Logitech Circle View camera, which works right in the Apple Home app. It does not require a second app at all. And... I then just have a standard wireless doorbell. Mine happens to be a Honeywell, uh, and it's wireless. There's a piece that just sits inside with a battery. You can change the ringtone and everything. And so when somebody rings that doorbell, I have, to, you know, I have the camera sort of mounted right next to it pretty much where it's you know, seeing the front door and seeing the driveway. And so you know, I can ask Siri to show me the, the camera or just open the home app and, and pull it up myself. Um, and can there you are, get the home app on the iPhone, or do you need a HomePod or something? You can do it on the iPhone, yeah. Okay, great, thank you. And about sure. the Apple Watch, um, are there any watches that work with the iPhone 6S? Or, or... When was the... Let's see. Don't that... get me to lie, because I do not remember. <laughs> I'm trying My to first think. Apple Watch when I had an X, I think. But I I started on the four, not the three. So you started on the two, didn't you? What what phone did you I have? I started I started with the first one, but I just can't remember. I think the the watch came out in 2015, and 2014 saw the release of the iPhone six or six S. So yeah, you should be okay to use the Apple Watch with the six S. Okay, and so is it possible to um, make phone calls from it if the phone isn't like directly near it? Because I was like thinking about it being in the bath like so similar to the the person earlier i have problems getting in and out of the bath um so we go to be able to phone from the bath and so i was like because you said earlier that the apple watch was waterproof 
Yes, um, it, you can, especially if you get the cellular model. Now, there's a little bit of a monthly charge to have a cellular plan on it, but yes, it will definitely support. I actually the, think you have to get the four and above to get the waterproof feature. Uh, okay, and will that work with iPhone six or not? As long as you can get the watch app, it'll work. And I'm pretty sure. Do you have the you have iPhone six, right? Um, six S. Yeah, so if you go to the app store and search for the watch app, if it doesn't come up, then it's not available. But if it does, you're, you should be fine. Right. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. No thank problem. you. Thank you. And I'm going to run because I got to try to get that package out to you. But make sure you give everybody our contact information got- and I'll, I'll accept iMessage and email across the board. Thanks, okay, well, guys. All right. We've got three more hands. We'll try to get through these as quickly as we can because we are almost out. But Leslie Brown. Go ahead, Leslie. Hi, uh, I am thinking about a couple of items on my wish list are an Alexa View and an Apple TV. And I figure I want to get a peephole camera, you know, live in an apartment, don't have a place really mount out, outside, but I can, there's a camera on Amazon that I actually uh, looks through my door's peephole, which my door has. Okay. So get like maybe some switch covers, a light switch flipper that attach over light switch places it plates and could let the smart home app turn on on and off lights but i'd like to know is there any like a the people can't the people camera or other smart home devices that be compatible with both the apple home app and apple tv and the alexa uh view device well anything that has um home kit compatibility will work with the Apple Home app and, and the Apple TV and so forth. So if you want to look for that name specifically. Now, if it doesn't have HomeKit, it may still have an app for the iPhone. Like, for example, the Canary system has an Alexa skill, but also works with Apple through the Canary app. It's not going to work with HomeKit, but it is, you know, it is compatible. So there are definitely some options. So just look for that HomeKit term or what have you, and, and you should be good to go. You know, I really like the... Um, the Logitech Circle View, but I don't think that has a, um, a, a an Alexa uh, component to it, uh, software-wise. But there are some other cameras um, that probably do. The oh. yeah, okay. yeah. Go ahead. All right, Janice. Um, go ahead and unmute yourself, please. There you go, Janice. Hello. We hear you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hi there. A- Hi. Hi. Yeah. Enjoy the show. I listen every time I can get. Um, I have a question and I have a comment. My first question is, I have on my iPhone, it hasn't been able to update to 14 yet. I'm going to take care of that at work. I'm going to do that at work. I have a friend that can do that for me. Uh, and But I couldn't get my the iPad I just got. It wouldn't sync together because one is the, is the is, uh, 7, uh, the old one. And is it, my question is, do they both have to be iOS 14 for the, everything to sync together? Not typically, um, oh. because because most things were already syncing prior to iOS 14. Um, that's never a bad idea to have everything on the latest version for sure, though. Yeah, uh, right. And it's definitely a good troubleshooting step. But I mean, your basic stuff, you know, should sync even with iPad yeah. OS 13. Then yeah, maybe my I have problems with my. My Wi-Fi, it comes in and out. And most of the time, my phone, it's uh, my Wi-Fi is not connected for some reason or other. On my yeah, phone. that would do it. That would definitely do it. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing it at work. Um, 
my, my other very- comment is I am a cord cutter. I have been for quite a number of years. It's not an apple, but uh, and I love my uh, Tubi. And I watch all my church services. Since our physical building is closed, uh, I do watch all my church services on YouTube now, so which is really cool. That's awesome. That is really great. All right, two more. We're going to get through these. We have the final two questions. Beth, please unmute yourself. There you are. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for everything. Um, I, my, I have a quick question about the new HomePod. What do you think? Do you have any idea, Matt, what it's going to sound like versus... I, I don't have the original HomePod, but do you have any idea what it's going to sound like as as related to the older one? Thanks. Well, you know, of course, I can't answer that precisely until I hear it for myself. Um, the the HomePod, the larger HomePod, is a very powerful smart speaker and is uh, by far the best consumer uh, speaker I've ever heard. Um, it is it is completely lacking in logic to think that the HomePod Mini would sound exactly the same as the larger HomePod. However. Because of the tight integration of hardware, software, and services that Apple is so well known for and so good at, I believe it's completely reasonable to think that we're going to have surprisingly good sound on the HomePod Mini. Um, the processor enables some really cool things to happen um, that the, the HomePod is kind of constantly learning about your environment and analyzing the songs that you're playing and then automatically adjusting things to to be maximized to those so i really think it's going to be i'm, I'm anxious to hear it myself i mean i i you know i'm looking forward to its arrival i've ordered several of them uh so i'll be very uh very excited to hear them and i i think we can expect pretty great sound from them and our last question it's from a phone number ending in 495 area code 617 last three digits are 495 if you could unmute yourself uh, star nine should do it Waiting for six to four nine five. Last three digits of the phone number is four ninety five. Area code six one seven. If you could unmute yourself, please. Um, another go. Last go. Please unmute yourself to answer. Ask your question of Matt. Okay, Matt. I don't know what's going on, but our six one seven. There you go. Uh, we hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, this is just Ibrahim Omar. So that I uh, now that I just sent him an email, so he's be getting it working. What? I want so that quick now that I sent him an email. I got address. All right. Uh, I guess they'll have an email. So, And Matt, that your hands are cleared. Um, that's it. All right. All right. Well, once again, we really want to thank all of you for coming today. If you want to get in touch with us, remember to visit ttjtech.net. That is TTJ, Tango, Tango, Juliet, and then the word tech, T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. Now, there you can subscribe to our blog so you'll never miss a thing when we announce our upcoming free classes. We're offering lots of them right now and free help sessions each week. We post the links on the blog. We also have our podcast called TTJ Talk. And you can send me an iMessage or an email with your questions at the Tech Juggernaut. That's T-H-E-T-E-C-H Juggernaut, J-U-G-G-E-R-N-A-U-T at iCloud.com. That is in addition to the information that Trainer Cliff provided to you. Stir it up, S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P at iCloud.com. Also, Stir It Up is the name of his podcast and his website at stiritup.com. Thank you so much, everybody. God bless you, and we'll see you back here next week. Yeah, Matt, thank you, and thank you all for coming to our webinar. We'll have this again next week, and 
You guys are awesome, so thank you for your time, and um, that's it. Thank you, Matt, for your thank time. Thank you very much. Take care. You too.